Damn, da- damn, son, where'd you find this? Fly pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 80 of the Fly Route Podcast. I'm here with the guys. Let's get into a little bit of news. What's popping going on in the sports world right now? Keith is going to kick us off. I'm making sure y'all stay up to date on everything that's important. Where we at, Keith? All right, so, you know, we had an eventful couple of weeks in the NFL. We had a big thing to drop, big domino, and Derwin James got paid, highest paid safety ever, $76.4 million, 42 in guarantees. Major move for the Chargers. They solidify a dominant player, vocal leader on their whole team, not just the defense. He's, he's always getting reports about how vocal he is as a leader. Uh, we had some craziness go on in New England and uh, the Panthers today. There was a Christian McCaffrey and uh, a wise junior. I don't know how to say his first name. They get they got into a scuffle, but the play before that... Was C-Mac? Uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> apparently how he tackled C-Mac, C-Mac threw the ball at him. But before that is what escalated the situation. There was a Carolina player that stood over a banged up Patriots player. So I guess the hit oh. was kind of... Uh, some say not legal or just a dirty hit. And after that, he stood over him and flexed. So won't be shocked if that Carolina <laughs> player probably gets released. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, real bad reviews on that. So uh, we had TJ Watt. He did an interview on the podcast of the Pivot Podcast. He brought up how people don't really credit how great JJ uh, Watt was. You know, because people always want to ask him who's better. Da, da, da. He honestly gave the best answer of just saying, like, you know, people didn't respect or just didn't realize how great his brother truly was at that time. And it was only during a short time frame. Like, it wasn't like JJ's was just dominant for, like, a longevity time. It was, like, great for, like, three, four years where he's putting up damn near, what, 20 sacks a season? He went two back-to-back, I think. So a bad team. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. And then – uh some weird stuff happened in Cleveland, like this continuing happening. Uh, the Browns lose both of their centers for the start of the season. So they're probably going to sign uh, J.C. Treader back immediately. Uh, that is the news that's going on. Some news. Not all the news, but some news. All right. Anybody else got any news they want to share? Because uh, we're going to definitely talk about a keep to leave because that shit was wild. Why are you giving me wide eyes? That was wild. It was absolutely wild. For those who do not know, Akeem Talib and his brother Yakub Salik Talib were at a youth football game this past weekend. And during that football game, a scuffle broke out between, I, I guess, Akeem and, well, allegedly Akeem. People were witnesses at the scene saying that he threw the first punch and a referee because of a call they did not like. A scuffle ensued. There was a fight and Allegedly, Akeem Tlaib's brother let off some shots and killed a man on the scene. He turned himself in after the police issued a warrant for his arrest, and things are going to develop from there. But that is absolutely wild. Yes, that's nonetheless, that's crazy. I was going to be interested to see how that shakes out. You know, stand your ground laws, what was going on, what like just the different videos that are going to surface. I'm going to be really interested just to see how that plays out and just in general. I mean, it's terrible at a youth game of all places. Yeah, like, who ups the pole at a football <laughs> game? Got the kids out there, bro. Like, it's youth sports, just they're not that serious, bro. Like, these kids, like, let them enjoy the game. Like, y'all should. There was one post his dad was saying, like, parents shouldn't be allowed on the field. They should have to watch from, like, there's some stadiums I've been in where you can see the field from, like, the, the parking lot or different things like that. They said they need to have them outside the fence watch the game. 
Which honestly, the way some parents be acting, you're right now. Might, might yeah. need to do it. Because they act like their kid's about to go D1 off of their like third grade youth football game. Bro, for did, nothing. Bro, they just don't even know how to tackle properly yet either. Like, <laughs> that's a Yo. lot, bro. Like at the youth game, like I, I think the only time I seen parents get like that is when I was playing AAU. But I was like a junior playing AAU. So like I, you know, still not a they shouldn't be getting like that, but like I can see them complaining, you know, because some of them kids are AAU, they're probably either signed there to their uh, college or they're about to go to college, you know? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's a different I mean, level, though. That's a different level. Way different yeah. than yeah. youth ball. ball. Yeah. It's like, if y'all want to throw hands with the ref, that's also terrible. And you probably shouldn't be let back into a game if you're out here doing that. But I'd rather have you do that 10 times up the pole once at a, at like a youth game. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep this one moving. Y'all heard the Monte Teo Netflix doc explaining how he got catfished for I, I think a roughly three years. Uh, had a fake girlfriend online that supposedly then died before we all found out that she was not real. My boy could have hired a private investigator <laughs> two years ago, or use FaceTime <laughs> one time. <laughs> I mean, people, people get catfished, but he had like the means to like find like find out if he was getting catfished. Like he could yeah. hire. We all private. have the means For to sure. find out if we're getting catfished. You got money to hire a private investigator like that? You, got, you don't got to do all that. You got a phone. You got social I got media. Yeah. I got duo. <laughs> like yo, there ain't there ain't no, no way you can catfish anybody that wants to know the truth for three years. Skype definitely existed at that time. <laughs> yes, like, it did. Like, like, Uvu no, might have. I'm about to say Uvu. Uvu was a Uvu had the streets hot at that time. People were excited like, to watch. Though I can't, I can't wait to see how it played out because I've forgotten all the details. But I, I'm never trying to, you know, make fun of someone's situation. But it is pretty funny. I mean, come on. <laughs> They gonna probably have my man's. Uh, they gonna probably have my man's. The dude that does uh, the catfish show. Yo, <laughs> put him in the show, man. Bro, they about to have uh, MTV getting live. Oh, we already got a comment, but that's interesting. I'm gonna hide it real quick. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that. That's actually yeah. Week, I think that's the a way. Yeah, yeah, the West. Oh. Yeah. With no hop for Uh-oh. six games, yeah. yo. <laughs> I think they. I think. Uh, hey, you. you st- hey, I'm letting you know, Marquise Brown. He's good, and he's got. He can produce, but he's he gonna drop the ball a couple times. <laughs> R- Rondell Rondell Moore gonna be the guy while he out. Ooh, I like that. Rondell Moore and Kyler had a pretty good hey, chemistry, and that's who should sign Eric uh, Ebron to back up. Zach, Zach Ertz. Ertz, really? Yeah. Because then they would, have two, they would have two more big bodies. You're gonna miss Nuke for a little bit. They, I, did they sign AJ Green back? Isn't that something like they know he's coming back, but have they like finalized the deal exactly? I don't Ooh, think he's not on that the I know roster. Of. Yeah, so there you have that. Like you can't roll out Rondell Moore and just Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray. You gonna have a team full of midges. <laughs> And Isabella too. And and, and bro, they're all solid, but Kyler be running like a badass kid, bro. He be blowing my mind. Run with the ball, look like a badass kid. Shoot, 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 shoot. It's crazy though. I'm not hating. That you can't catch me. (laughs) 
It's fucking crazy. It's like a badass game of tag. Uh, Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Hold on. Uh, He's a sport athlete too. Okay, Seth also says, "Well, in the meantime, the Arizona Cardinals, fourteen and three. I can't see it, Playboy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Rams twenty five three. Yo, forty nine is ten and seven. Those actually, I could definitely see the Rams. I could see winning a couple more games, but fourteen and three for the. I don't think I could see it, man. That's great. That's, Not that's missing Nuke for that that's long. Tough. Yeah, yo, we got, we got Derek. He said, "Gonna have a few." <laughs> <laughs> what a time to tune in. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's not even hate. This dude's a small dude, bro. Like, I don't think that could ever sound like not hate. I'm going to have to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... It ain't hate. They just short, bro. Like... Yeah, they little people. I acknowledge those <laughs> they little people. All three of them do damage. All three of them do damage, bro. Marquise Brown easily going to take the top off. Uh, he's physical. Kyler is a hybrid of goddamn Lamar and uh, Russell Wilson. It's crazy. Oh man, that's funny. I'm sorry. That that's funny. That's a little hate. Oh, that's where that's wild. Yo, yeah, that's a hot take. Better weapons. The Cardinals have better weapons than the Rams. Yeah, I don't know. They got. And Allen Robinson, like on opposite sides of each other. That I. That's nice. Cam Akers. Yeah. Who, uh, Tyler, Tyler what Higgie happened is, to is running back one? Did they point. re-sign um, James Conner in, in yeah, Arizona? They back. Yeah, okay. yeah, they yeah. lost Edmonds, though. He's a touchdown oh. machine from him. I don't know if he's like a every down back. Like, they in the red zone, he's getting off. Regression to the mean. I feel like he's a regression to the mean candidate. Yeah. I think they, have, uh, they have the old Pittsburgh coordinator, so they feed James Conner. I mean, even mm. if he is regression to the mean, he still had... Uh, High yards per year. I think I think he's got a good point there. I think if D Hop's on the field, I agree with that statement. But D Hop not on the field, there's some question marks there. Yeah, with with D Hop and if AJ's back or not back with Randall Moore, Zach Ertz, yeah, then they he's right. Like he's right, but missing Nuke and but then he's he might not be right because if the Rams get Odell. Then we're like, all right, well, shit. They bring Odell back. That yeah, yeah, that's crazy. With Allen Robinson, they definitely have better weapons. Allen got Allen got to show up. I mean, he. I mean, he was with the Bears. Like we. I mean, this is a struggle. You know. Okay, it's, no, it's, he it's, was really great on the Bears until last year. Yeah, where they did not want to pay him, and, and they then they fucked what, up they camp. Exactly. They didn't. He wanted to practice with Fields, and they didn't have Fields taking first team reps. So I get why Allen was just like, all right, you know, whatever. Like he knew he was going to yeah. leave yeah. because they didn't want to pay him. Like he wanted to stay, and then they didn't pay him. They didn't let him take the mm-hmm. reps. Fields, I wouldn't stay. Yeah, no, I don't blame him for leaving at all. I'm a Bears fan. Like I was actually stumping for us to pay him because, like, it's rare for us to have a real number one receiver in Chicago. Like prior to Allen Robinson, it was Brandon Marshall. Dog. Yeah. You can't yeah, you can't That's name right. me the guy in between Brandon Marshall and Allen Robinson. You can try, but I know you cannot. Yeah, I'm yeah. exactly. So the fact that I we didn't pay him like is I crazy. Who it was, yeah. <laughs> they, they got hope, they got they got high hopes on Mooney though. I think Mooney's no, gonna be nice. I, I like him too, and I feel like that's the kind of guy that excels sitting behind a guy like Allen Robinson to show him the ropes. Because Allen Robinson has done it in dysfunctional situations his whole career. I mean, it depends on how they play. If they play like 
they changed the offense like they did because they have a new coach. You know, oh. Darnell Mooney might not be bad out there if Cole Komet is a dog. Darnell Mooney is great. I think he's no, going to be I'm on saying, the like, yeah. Cole Komet's eating in the intermediate, and then Darnell Mooney is doing his thing. You know, that's not a. I just watched the Ravens do it for, what, three years straight. Mm. I think people sleep on Montgomery, too. I think they got a salad. He nice. He's going to go crazy two, this bro. year. Khalil Herbert? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he got a slight little stint last year, but I think yeah. Montgomery is definitely the guy, though. They just he need, is. They need to figure out the Rokon Smith issue, and then they need to figure out just to get that this old line fully rolling. Okay. I mean, if they build it right, they can build longevity, but if it doesn't, like they mess up the build process of what they got like right now, and it's not because they got young pieces. Everybody's young for them, so it's like ideal at this point. But hey, we got we got to keep them rolling, big dog. All right. What's poppy, y'all? Welcome to episode eighty. I am your host, Anthony, aka Tony Playboy, aka Monty Faco, aka the Draymond Green Station. And I'm here with the guys. Y'all got any AKAs for yourself? Um, uh, Keith, AKA. Uh, all right, well, I got four A's last semester. Um, oh, well, look at you go. I'm proud of you, buddy. Thanks, big dog. Yeah, no, I, I actually mean that too. I, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, look, we can get right into it. We got the AFC and NFC North oh, today. AKA, give me a Godfather four, please. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why it blew my mind, bro. I watched the God. I rewatched it, but I hadn't wa- watched it since I was a kid. Okay, but I need the. I need part four, like today. <laughs> okay, facts. Like, damn, they did. They did my man Sonny bad too, big dog. <laughs> they really did. It's crazy. I, I have an AKA for this week. Sam, aka Ayahuasca A Rod. I like that. So, Ayahuasca A Rod. Yo, honestly, yo, can we talk about how, like, okay, Lamar Jackson could never have gotten away with that shit. Oh, no. Can we all agree that if Lamar Jackson got up and was like, yeah, you know, before my MVP season, I went out to like Chile and I did Ayahuasca, they would have been like, Lamar Lamar Jackson is a drug addict. (laughs) Is this the message he wants to send out, children? Imagine how mad Josh Gordon is. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Dude is just trying to smoke some weed. Josh really he can trip and brag about it. That's Josh crazy. really got his his like crime taken away. Because he was on oh, ungodly oh, mm-hmm. Like he used to bro, he wasn't playing the league. He used to play basketball with my homeboy in Gainesville. Like at the University of Florida, like you can run on the the different courts. You just see Josh Gordon playing basketball, bro. Like just a, like he's a normal dude. He ain't no normal dude. My boy is like, bro. He looks stacked, like as stacked as he always does. Just looking crazy. AKAs, uh, Cliff. Cliff, AKA Club, AKA TDD, Ten Toes Down, AKA. Okay. I don't know if anybody know the. Uh, Everybody know about the Madden drop, but uh, yeah. How y'all feel about that, that pass? Yeah, That's I want to see see what, I want to see what people think about that. But yeah, man, I've been on it. I got the early release. Been playing it since since Monday. <laughs> that boy, the big dog. I got the free trial for ten hours. Yeah, I had that too, but I only used like five of it before I got it. 
Oh, okay. I'm not upgrading. Yo, though. y'all want to answer this question real quick? Uh, Seth Carpenter had a decent question here. He said, I will give y'all who's going to clinch in these rivalries. So we got the Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Eagles, Bills, Chargers, Titans, Bengals. Let's start with the Packers, Bucks. They line up against each other this year. Who are you taking? I had the Packers for my team focus for the NFC North. I have them losing to the Bucks. Brady over Rodgers. I'm not against it. I just don't know what the wide receivers look like. It's also yeah. at uh, Tampa. Mm, yeah, I was going to ask where it's at. We got Cardinals yeah. Eagles. Anybody got a feeling about Cardinals Eagles? I mean, I think is D Hop going to be back? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we know what week Cardinals v Eagles is? Uh, oh yeah, D Hop will be D Hop won't be there. Is week five? Oh, okay. Then I'm I'm willing to take the Eagles. I'm actually high on the Eagles, and I might end up being like grossly wrong and like yeah. proven to just be like buying way into the Jalen Hurts hype. But I'm I'm sold. I am too. I, I think they're going to be a really good team. Mm-hmm. Bills Chargers. Anybody got Bills Chargers? I got Bills. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna go. With the, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think. I think they added a lot of pieces, uh, and I think. I think Herbert's gonna take that next step this year. I think they added a lot of pieces, but I think adding Von Miller to that Bills defensive line that is like bare, like getting right there to the passer every time, adding Von Miller, I think is is insane. On top of, because exactly. you know we've seen JC line up against Stefan Diggs, like they've already played against each other. That's not mm-hmm. nothing like you know that's gonna happen. I think the Bills are equipped. You know, as long as uh, Tre'Davious is healthy when he comes back, they're equipped to go line up against those receivers on the Chargers. Yeah. All right, last one is Titans Bengals that AFC championship. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback Bengals. I, yeah. yeah, I'm with you too. I'm about to say, depending like, on who taking the helm, I don't know what I would, uh, how, how to go with that. The Titans defense couldn't play a better game against the Bengals ever again. They got nine sacks and lost. I think the yes. only thing they didn't have Derrick Henry. He had came back that game, didn't he? And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah. but Derrick Foreman or the Foreman dude got off. He had like 80 yeah. yards on the ground. Yeah, he was solid in like release yeah. all season for them. We know who lost in that game. Yeah, <laughs> we, know, we all know who lost in that game. Like, Derrick Henry running the ball is way different than him, but like you, you got eighty yards. That's productive. So like, yeah, Foreman is uh, backing up CMC now, and I think mm. could still get some sneaky yards, especially if there's injury problems. Okay, yeah. and they have Chuba Hubbard. That's an interesting signing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They're making that's, two that's security. Stuff. That's security behind just in case CMC want to make yeah, an early exit again. Run, uh, backfield. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's let's get right into the RPO. All right. Yo, this is the run pass option where I give y'all some of the hottest storylines in sports news this week, and you will let me know if you're gonna run with it or pass on it. We are going to start with Keese. I have a little interesting question down in Carolina. Baker Mayfield starts week one against the Browns. Run or pass? Pass. Pass? Pass. So you think Sam Darnold is going to win the, with one oh, like, the TV competition? I don't want to talk about it. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I hate y'all. 
Sam, yo, the Chiefs do not win the AFC West this year. Run or pass? I'm going to run. I'll take the field. That's a really strong division. I'll take the possibility that the Broncos, Raiders, or Chargers come out on top versus the Chiefs. I think it's I think it's just safe to say that you'll take the field in that division rather than uh, just like putting it all in on one team. Okay. I mean, Kansas City has been running that division for like half a decade, even with Alex Smith. So that's that's an, that's that's an interesting one. Let's keep it moving. Jimmy G is still on the 49ers week one. Cliff, run or pass? I'm a pass. I, I think he's, I mean, I think right now nobody knows what's going to happen yet, but I think he'll end up getting traded either – before the season or midseason, uh, depending on, you know, a team that needs it, looking to to be a competitor. I don't think the Browns are, are an option, even with suspension. I just think that's too much into the quarterback situation. But, yeah, I can definitely see a team using them for sure. Okay. All right. I like that. We're going to keep in the same line of do they start or play in this season. I got one for you, Keith. <laughs> Deshaun Watson plays in the 2022-2023 season. Run or pass? Bro, I'm going to run with it. This shit is, I'm going to run with it. <laughs> I don't think he should pay, play in it. I'm probably the minority of males that think he should not play this year. There's a big majority that say he should play. He served the suspension. No, he voluntarily sat out. He didn't forfeit any money last year. He settled all those cases. If you know how the justice system works, some victims make settlements because they feel like they won't get justice through the system for various different reasons. Granted, the, the uh, Supreme, the two juries, uh, the two uh, grand juries, two grand juries, and there wasn't enough to indict them. That happens in many cases. But I think the code of conduct, depending on how your morals align, there's no way 23 women are lying. I like, I refuse to believe 23 women are lying. 24. Think, 24, my bad. Thank you. I refuse to believe that. So I just feel as if six game is super. He should thank God or whoever he wants to thank. But it should easily be anywhere from 10 to a year. That's how I feel. I used to say eight to 12, but it should be 10 to a year. And a fine and some counseling that needs to be done, taking out of school remotely. Like he needs to seek adequate help to deal with whatever he has going on. And, I think the NFL needs to actually do something about the league. Because I think, compared to when I was a kid, I think a lot more women pay attention to sports, or the NFL specifically now. Like, you know, I think, like, there's, like, women in my life that watch football, even if I'm not watching football. Facts. We got one last one before we get into the division breakdowns. All right, this one's for Sam. KD was recently caught on social media working out with Jason Tatum this summer after some, you know, trade rumors about Jalen Brown being in a rumored package for KD. Is this a big issue for the Celtics? Runner pass. So I don't think it's an issue for the Celtics because I think it's you kind of either get to run back the team you just had that made it to the finals or you get to flip it uh, into KD, one of the best players of this generation of all time. So I think the Celtics front office, you're kind of in a win-win situation. It's shitty for Jalen Brown for sure. Um, but I ultimately think that they probably won't be able to get a deal done before the start of the season. And I think the Celtics are going to 
go in with the team that they had last year. Jalen Brown will have to get over it, and maybe even by the deadline there will be something done. But I think for the Celtics, it's kind of a win-win. For Jalen Brown, it's shitty because you just helped get your team to the finals, and now they're talking about trading you. But you also got to be a bit realistic and realize that's Kevin Durant. And, like, obviously Jalen Brown isn't going to – you know, want to hear that or take that perspective. But I mean, if I'm the Celtics, I'm looking to trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. If I can do it, um, depending on how much else it would take, but I understand why he'd be pissed, but they got, they they brought in Matthew Brogdon and then they brought in like two other people. They literally were missing a point guard because having Mark smart at the end of the game is just ridiculous. So, imagine you have Kevin Durant running point at the end of the game. Oh, you're not, because Kevin Durant had the same issue that Jalen uh, that Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum suffered from. They're big. They're they're wing players. That if you make them have to make the decisions twenty four seven, they're gonna turn the ball over. Like I'm the oh, big. Sure. Oh, I disagree I'm, with KD. I feel like KD can make decisions. KD's decision minutes, making. I'm I'm taking KD with the ball but, running point, no matter who else is on the but court. But KD's really. decision making just now got to that point. When I I've been a huge Kevin Durant fan, his decision making early on was not like that. If that was the case, they would have won that ring against the Heat, even with James Harden like shit in the bed a, a couple games. Yeah, but he didn't have that? Jason Tatum. Yeah, I feel like the. The depth of Boston makes decision-making easier for KD on that team than it is on the Nets. Because on the Nets, it was really like, oh, you passing the ball to Kyrie? Oh, you're not passing the ball to Kyrie? Uh, where else are you sending it? I, I think the Nets Joe team, if, ben, if Ben's playing and they can find a center, I think that shit's kind of serious. I'm not going to lie. I think Ben playing, right now is like the most underrated player in basketball just because – we haven't seen him play in so long. So yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, I think even if they run like back both, the nets, that team will be good. Yeah. Like both those teams, I feel like could just easily be like, no, we're not doing it. Like a team like Miami, like if they were in the run to get Kevin without losing, like they've been core, trying, <laughs> they've been yeah, trying to yeah, pour hearts out. <laughs> yeah. For them, it makes a hundred percent sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like Kevin Durant helps alleviate Jimmy having to take every goddamn shot at the end of games. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I feel all right, we're going to move into our division breakdowns. We're doing the NFC first. So we are going to have the big conversation first off. Lay a claim. Who do you all have coming out of the NFC North this year? Well, What's that look uh, on your face, Playboy? I, I think it's – I'm sorry, Cliff. This man, Seth Carpenter, talking about – this man ain't got Baltimore in the playoffs, but keep going with the NFC. Oh, you want to put it up or you good? No, put it up. This shit crazy. <laughs> he don't got Baltimore in the playoffs, and you are you are pressed. I guess this would be his AFC playoff bracket. I was looking at this shit confused. <laughs> you, you read through it. He was like, I don't see Lamar Jackson on that list. Dog. I mean, the AFC is deep. I feel like I mean, the Titans are more likely. If any of the teams yeah, he has on here that I think yeah. don't make it because yeah, uh, Baltimore saying, does, it's the you're Titans. You're saying Las Vegas, Denver, and Kansas City are getting in. I don't know about Vegas. Vegas might be a little uh, stretch, I mean, that too. almost happened last year with the Raiders, Kansas City, and the Chargers, but the Chargers shit the bed. It, like, like, it almost happened and the Chargers yeah. fucked themselves. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's not unlikely. If we're healthy, I don't think there's a way we miss the playoffs. Like even I, with, I think the thing we is, miss the playoffs as well. Even yeah. with the no wide receivers, I like they're still going to make the playoffs. But like 
will the wide receiver thing be a bigger issue at that point? Hell yeah. If you run into injuries, you guys are in trouble. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Rashad Bateman got hurt or Mark Andrews, that would be. Bro, oh, if Mark Andrews bro. is hurt, y'all gonna be ready for three hundred yards a game if Mark Andrews just gets hurt. Dog, <laughs> I was just playing mad at them and was blown. I had to put Mark Andrews in the slot because we had. <laughs> bro, I played a video game and I was like, "Well, shit, they can just put him in the slot." Okay, let's roll back to the NFC North. All right, who do y'all have winning the NFC North? Uh, I didn't do win. I just did prediction for my team. But I, know, I mean, I'm asking I mean, right I'm now. about to say. I mean, this is this is pack. I mean, pack. Go pack. The Vikings saying no, the Vikings are the only contender, but they're not going to get it done. Go Jesus. Okay. Uh, like I, I might take the Vikings this year, man. I feel like they are with that offense. Look, Eh, I mean, look, the Packers offensive line is not great either with David Bacciari hurt. They lost a lot of their depth in the offseason to other teams. Like, but don't forget what you said. They have great coaching. They have great coaching. They have great coaching. They have great offensive line coaching. Yeah. But, you know, talent also matters. And, like, they pay some money for some guys that are on that line. I just feel like the Vikings are kind of due. They really do just feel like they're due. Going into going into like looking at the Packers' schedule, I felt like I was going to have the Vikings winning the division. But then, based off the number of games I had the Packers winning, I'm like, well, shit, the Vikings would have to win like 14 games. Oh, okay. Preview that a little bit, but yeah, I, I thought the Vikings just off the top of my head. I was like, it's their year. But then I went through the Packers' schedule and was like, shit. I mean. They're, like, they're going to have to do a lot. Okay. I'm going to start with the Bears and tell y'all what I think. Unless Let's someone has some. Okay. Let's do the Bears. All right, because we've been getting a lot of flack for this. Uh, you've been you were talking mad greasy about Chicago. <laughs> like mad greasy about Chicago. Look, bro, you ain't getting shit. Is Zach Wilson even going to play that game? Hey, you think Flacco. Joe Flacco got it? <laughs> Hey, 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 Ravens fan, Keith <laughs> thinks Joe Flacco still has it. <laughs> I mean, he got, if he got weapons, he can do something, but I'm not saying he's great. He, he'll get hot. That's a fact. He'll get cooking. Like, he'll mm. easily get in a roll. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about first. What do we expect from Fields in the offense this year? I actually expect a big improvement from Fields in our offense this year. I feel like the offense is going to be tailored more to his success. We are doing the thing that's hot in the league right now, and I don't mind it. We are shifting our offensive line scheme to be a wide zone blocking scheme. That's really important because it's a lot simpler for people. You just push up and block out towards the run or towards the direction the play is going to go. And I feel like that's big because our offensive line is not amazingly talented, but it does have a lot better talent on it and it's going to gel and making things simpler for the players is definitely going to be huge because we just need them to like perform at as best as they can to their athletic ability. And we have young guys on the line to do that this year. Like our left tackle is not 41. So that's big. I feel like it also is going to make things better for Justin Fields. He's going to be able to make decisions faster. These type of schemes take advantage of like bootlegs, rollouts, half field progressions. And I know a lot of people were talking greasy about like he's a little too jittery, doesn't go through all of his reads. They split the field. You have progressions only in half the field, not all of it, probably because you're bootlegging out to one side of the field. Things like that. I feel like all those things will 
suit his skill set a lot better, help the Bears really elevate their offense this year. And it's not something crazy. Like, we've seen it elevate running backs a lot. And David Montgomery, we know, is good. We've seen it elevate quarterbacks that people don't think are all that talented. Like, the Titans have been using the wide block scheme ever since Derrick Henry went off. The Niners use it. Jimmy G and, like, every running back ever in that uniform in that fast, like, three years. Right? The Rams use it. I just think our offense is going to look smarter. It's going to make our uh, skill position players better. It's going to make Justin Fields' job easier. So, that's a lot of why I see this team making a big progression, at least in just like not looking abysmal and unprepared in games. The thing on everybody's mind right now is obviously the Rokon Smith trade. He's not getting traded. I don't think Poles is going to trade him. I think we will either shaft him the way that Allen Robinson got shafted last year because the McCaskies have shown in recent years they are not unwilling to do that to players. And it kind of sucks, right? But they've shown that they are more than welcome to do that to players. How And since he doesn't have an agent, no other teams can talk to him right now without violating the tampering rules. And That's we just so saw the... Well, he doesn't have an agent, so teams can't talk to him. We just saw the so fans get super slapped by the tampering fines. There's so fines. many people that represent themselves. Like, Richard Sherman did it. Uh, but he was also a free agent. Lamar did, But I'm saying, like, there should something be... They He's not on the team. They need to change the rules. I think they, 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 they should change the CBA. Representing themselves or having... Way more. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's good. I think this Rokon Smith situation is probably going to lead to a change in the CBA going forward because he's in a situation where he's kind of in a contract dispute and represents himself. And he cannot get... It's harder for him to get traded when other teams can't talk to you or your non-NFL approved representative without getting slapped by super tampering rules. He might as well hire agent just to get traded. Uh, at this point, but then he's going to have to give whatever money he gets to that agent. And I don't know if he wants to do that, but I feel like that actually leans in the Bears' favor. It means it's hard to find a trade partner for him. It gives the Bears more leverage to eventually get a deal done, which I would like to happen, but like, I could very well see us just holding this man's life hostage. I think it unfortunately, gives, It gives the Bears the leverage to ask teams for some ungodly amount. Because he can't reach out and be like, like they know he wants to leave, but they don't know if the Bears are willing to move him. So the, somebody could easily be like, yo, I'm going to, hey, I'll give you to him, but this is what I want. And, you know, if you're a desperate team that are you, you know, those championship contending teams that, you know, we saw the Steelers get Miles Jack from the Jacksonville. So now you're like, oh, yeah. I, I can get Roquan Smith who's better than that. And he's young. And you got to pay him though. He wants twenty mil a year. So you got to remember when you when you trade for him, it's kind of like when uh when well Jerry Jones did that, and everybody kind of was like, what? When D- Jerry went out, got Amari, and then had to pay Amari the huge deal immediately after. If Jerry Jones yeah. want to unleash Micah some more, I would definitely go trade for Rokon Smith. That shit would I mean, be insane on a football field. Okay, I'm not lying. So, that ain't Jerry's cup of tea. <laughs> he ain't paying that man twenty mil a year. He said, "I got Anthony Barr and Dante Fowler. I'm straight." Man, oh, play. he paid that boy. That man, if bro, because you gotta think, Mike on the edge full time, and then being able to drop back and cover when he wants, and not having to play the middle, man, mm-hmm. scary move, man. Yeah, yes. 
right. So record wise, I got the Bears going six and eleven. We may go five and twelve, but I, I like six and eleven right now. I'll say that Justin Fields could take a leap in this offense. I will say, now this is the part that you're gonna think sounds crazy. There is a path for the Bears to go nine and eight this season and make everybody sound super dumb for doubting them. I'm not saying it's highly likely, and the over under at the Bears is like at six and a half right now, which I, I hate. I just stay away from it. But look, I really do feel like there's a path for a nine and eight season, but six and 11 is where I would put my money at. Week one will lose. Uh, versus the San Francisco 49ers at home. Week two, we'll lose at Lambeau facing the Packers. Week three, we'll beat the Texans at home. Week four, we'll beat the Giants on the road. Week five, we'll lose to the Vikings on the road. Week six, we'll take the Commanders, which I've been saying, right, for a while now, at home. Week seven, we'll lose to the Patriots on the road. Eight, lose to the Cowboys on the road. Nine will lose versus the Dolphins at home, but I actually think that game is winnable. I'm just going to put it out there. I have it as a loss on our schedule, but we don't know what the Dolphins are going to look like. The Dolphins could be an absolute mess. Uh, I have a pretty good idea, personally. Right? Sounds a little biased. All right. Uh, week 10, I, I have us beating the Lions at home. Week 11, I have was losing to the Falcons on the road, but I do all that's another game that I think is winnable. That I'm just like, it's the Falcons, but we are also on the road, but leave it at that. Week 12, we beat the Jets. All right. Week 13, we lose to the Packers at home. Week 14 is our bye. Week 15, we play the Eagles. We lose. Week 16, we play the Buffalo Bills. We lose. I will say that week 15 game is the other game that I had as a possible because we will be coming off the bye. But that's that's about it. So I got us. I got us at a six and eleven record. That's where I'll put my money at. Significantly uh, better than Keith, who I think he said four. For the Bears, I forget what I had the Bears. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, last two weeks or 17 and 18 will beat the Lions, lose to the Vikings. Yeah, I think I had to just, I said no more than what, five? I think I gave yeah, you said one four. Extra. You said, I want to go low end. Yeah, low end. High end was six. Low end was, was three or four. Yeah. I say five or six personally. Thank you. This dude, Keith, is just mad there's those, disrespectful. There's those games that you can steal. Like, I, I think, I, I definitely think the Commanders is one I picked for them to, be, to win. Um, We're holding boys fighting each other again. It's not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Falcons one is another one they could possibly steal, and those those Lions ones I think are. You you gonna put Eddie Jackson on a uh, Kyle Pitts? Uh, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> keep rope on underneath. It's <laughs> <laughs> torch, bro. I forget who it was, bro. He was. Killing, it was in Miami when he was torturing people against Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and bro, you ain't got none of them on your defense. Look, Darren Waller said that Kyle Pitts was in his top five tight ends and was like, yeah, man, I was looking at that guy and I was like, damn, he kind of looks like me and is doing all the things I'm doing. 
but like he's like Wait. 20, 20, yeah. 21 or something like that. He's like young I was nowhere near that good when I was that young. He's like, this is crazy. Like he was on busting with the boys this this past week. So oh, I gotta he was watch like, that. it makes no he's like, he's like, and like I see it, but like you think about how young he was, I was nowhere near that good at that age. So we'll move down to, I guess, the consent relative consensus division winner here, right? Which is the Packers, and Sam has the Packers. Uh, my first question for you is, who do you think ends up being Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver? So, trick question. I think it could very in, well end up being Aaron Jones, but I also think Christian Watson has... Uh, a lot of potential to break out and take that spot too. I don't think it will be Alan Lazard. Mm. I'm just going to go out on the limb and say that. Yeah. Um, he's looked good in stints, but I mean, like, I just don't know if he'll sustain it for a whole season. Cliff, what were you about to say? Yeah, I, I'd say the same with, with Lazard. He's supposed to be, that's supposed to be the guy that's kind of taking the helm from Devontae, but we all know he'd been there for a little bit and he ain't, he ain't been that. I honestly think the sleeper guy is Romeo Dobbs. He drops the ball mm. I think old boy though, Sammy gonna make an impact. I think Sam, so. Yeah, definitely. I don't see I think Sam Lazard, those older guys are gonna be like uh Cobb, they're gonna be like role players. Those Christian and, and Dobbs, Aaron, when Aaron Rodgers talks about you with, with Romeo Dobbs, you're doing something right. That is true. He did talk. He you're, doing, you're, doing, you're doing something right. Cause he don't he don't give nobody high last person he gave praise was was uh we already know Devontae and I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen him yelling on the field at Marquez for dropping the ball. So he, he was giving him that, giving him that look. He was on the so. boys' ass today, though. They had a little meeting because she was running wrong routes and shit. Mm-hmm. They, they, they young, young they young. young. Dropping these passes. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't going to be talking about his passes. He was talking about Jordan Love's passes. Which I mean, it's kind of nice. He's like kind of like inadvertently sticking up for love there being like yo he really don't look as bad as he looked these boys is out here kind of yeah, two, two of those picks wasn't not his fault yeah, it was not so, his fault that's Sam, important what for us, big dog? What we so like? I, can, I can start with record we can start with a line where we want to start well, let's hear record yeah. okay so like I was saying going into it I thought that maybe I was going to end up thinking the Vikings had a good chance to win the division, but going through their record, I have the Packers ending 12 and five, not as dominant as they've been the last couple uh, regular seasons, but still really, really solid. And I think enough to probably win the division week one, they're at the Vikings. I have them losing that game. Um, Just start off. I think the Vikings start off hot um, and at home week two against the bears. I have them winning. Week three at the Bucks, I have them losing, which we kind of previewed when answering the question about rivalries a little bit earlier. I just think the Bucks at home are going to have a little bit of an advantage, and there's just more continuity with Brady and some of the weapons he has already. I don't think Godwin will be back, but, I mean, Mike Evans and Fournette are back, and Julio Jones is even half of what Julio Jones has been. That's a pretty good set of weapons to roll out there against some young boys um, in week three. Week four against the Patriots, I have them winning. Week five against the Giants, I have them winning. Week six against the Jets, I have them winning. And week seven at the Commanders, I have them winning. So a four-game stretch of wins there before week eight at the Bills, which I think they will lose. And then week nine, 
nine at the Lions win. I have them winning week 10 against the Cowboys, week 11 against the Titans. I think either of those games could flip to be losses. I don't necessarily think they'll win both uh, back-to-back, but I do have them on as wins on my initial schedule. And then losing. the Cowboys, they lose to de- they they beat the Cowboys definitely. I just got to say that the Cowboys oh love giving it up to Aaron Rodgers. Come yeah, on. I, w- I was remembering that's what y'all were talking about. I think last episode when we were doing the the Cowboys preview, but I just think Cowboys Titans back to back. Like one of those teams is good enough to sneak a win in there. And the Eagles too. Eagles, I have good them losing. Right yeah, week twelve at the Eagles and then week 13, I have them beating the bears. They have their bye week 14 coming off that. I have them losing week 15 against the Rams and then three wins to close out the season versus the dolphins at home against the Vikings and at home against the lions. So I got them 12 and five, but I could see them also ending 11 and six with one of those Cowboys or uh, Titans games end up being a loss. Um, And just to cover the, offensive line concerns real quick that are kind of like one of the main things question marks aside from just the wide receiver situation going into their season and this is also something we we already previewed a couple episodes ago and a little bit earlier when talking about just the the good coach the offensive line coaching that the Packers have um one thing I was reading just when getting my stuff together for this is that they had injuries on the O-line all of last year and still just managed to put together successful offensive line seasons. So based off what I've seen, I think there's room for concern for the O-line injuries, but I think that just given their history, Green Bay will probably figure it out and probably have dudes that are well-coached and fill in well for uh, people as they're out. Will they end up top five O-line? Maybe not, but a lot of people still see them as ending up a top 10 O-line, even with the injury concerns. I think they'll be pretty good there no matter what. And I think Keese, a couple episodes ago, when we were talking about quarterbacks, just talked about Aaron Rodgers this year is just going to play cons- like mad conservative like he always does and just find the right reads. I, I ultimately just think that's the case. That even if he doesn't have as long to make a play, he'll usually end up making the right play no matter what, even with offensive line concerns going in there too. So he said uh, they're they're poised for a good year. Yeah. He said uh, he wouldn't be shocked today. I think he spoke about it. If Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon get 50 touches a piece, like throwing the ball, not he's, he wasn't even talking about running the ball. That's crazy. The check down king. Check down for the dub. I really think Aaron Jones could have like not a Camara like season, but Camara was the number one receiver for the Saints last year, and I could easily see Aaron Jones having a similar type ratio. Bro, they're going to check down and then play action deep. It's going to be like check downs, running the ball, and then I you I think what uh, the dude Cliff said, the rookie they have, and then uh, the other rookie they have two Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Watson, And I'm going to say Sammy over Allen because Allen just drops the ball too much. Like, I've seen him drop the ball a lot. Sammy didn't have a great showing in Baltimore, but, I mean, that was a totally different offense, I feel like, for him. And he just wasn't – it's not something he was used to. I think those three will probably be his go-to receivers. And you never know. They might sign Odell or Will Will Fuller. 
Mm-hmm. They definitely need to make one more addition, I believe. Um, yeah. Keith has the Vikings. Yes, sir. Let's pop it. I actually have the do you think Justin Jefferson can triple crown this season? Yeah, I got a question. I'm going to get there on that one. I'm going to get there. Right. We got that. So, got that. shout out to Cliff. Cliff is going to run a franchise on Madden with the Vikings, who look ungodly <laughs> at Madden this year. But in real life, I got their record as 10 and 7. I think they can they can pull that off. Their schedule does get a little shaky at a couple points. I forget exactly where. Um, the big question, can Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter, I think it's Daniil, I always want to say Danielle, how it looks. I think it's Daniil Hunter. Can they be an elite duo uh, as a pass rush? Uh, if you're defining elite with 12-plus sacks between, like, collectively, then I think they could probably be elite if they're not getting injured. But they're the only two on that line. There's no defensive tackles that you're worried about. They got a good, you know, adding Anthony Barr and uh, Kendricks. Like, their linebacker core is kind of nice because both of them aren't playing edge, but outside linebackers. Essentially on the edge, but, you know, they can get into laps where they drop in the coverage. But, like, you know, that defense ain't really that great. You know, Patrick Peterson's old. Harrison Smith's old. Like Got some young bucks, though. They, yeah, they got a safety. I forget his name. It's, it's Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Chen at safety and, and um, Andrew Booth at corner. Yeah, they, pretty, got, pretty they got some play. young dudes that could, like, you know, learn from the veterans. But I don't think that defense is going to be insane. I think the offense is going to be ungodly. So I feel like that's what's going to have them going at people so much. Because, you know, with the new offensive coordinator, the chances of uh, Justin Jefferson getting the triple crown, I'd say are 65% chance. Oh, I'm five because if you look at it, the only person that, you know, in the Bengals offense, Ch- Chase is getting so many people that can take take the ball away from him. Granted, like in basketball or football, whoever has a hot hand, they're going to feed him regardless. Like, even if they're getting doubled, if they're getting loose and still getting open, like, you know, with the ball, they're going to feed him. But I feel like Justin Jefferson, between Thielen, Thielen can get banged up. Dalvin Cook can get banged up. Jefferson Jefferson doesn't get banged up so far. And the offensive scheme is just changing. You know, Irv Smith Jr. is coming back from injury, so they're going to, you know, the tight end, he's young. He's big promising for them. They're going to, you know, rotate him back in. But I think he, he's been raving about how the offense is changing. I think he probably has a 65% chance. Like, it's going to be pretty high up there that he gets the triple crown. And I think, like, you know, they're going to cut Kurt loose. It's not going to be super run heavy. And I don't know what cutting Kurt loose looks like. But <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question about fantasy that, that relates to Justin Jefferson. So I have the I have the third pick in one of my leagues, PPR, so receptions matter. And I and normally in drafts it goes Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor one and either Cooper Cup or Derrick Henry uh second. Is there a world where if it's Taylor Henry, would you ever take Jefferson over Cooper Cup? No. You can't. Not if you think he's gonna get the triple crown. Not in PPR, man. Yeah, but it's PPR, so PPR. Justin Jefferson's a big play guy. But if he gets the triple crown, he had the most receptions in the league. Right. Exactly. I'm like, if we think if we think he could triple crown, why 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 not take him over Cooper? I I just said that the offense is gonna be crazy, so I feel like he's gonna get an ungodly amount of targets this year. So, I mean, you could take him. I'm just saying you have safer bets than taking him, essentially. I've, like, I've been pondering you go, it. 
you can I'm go tempted. out on a limb and be like, hey, I'm taking them. But you but can't if, have some safer yeah. bets along the way. You'd be like, nah, I'm taking this. But if you're yeah. sitting at three, if you're sitting at three and, and Taylor and, and Cooper are going, I think you definitely got to. You take him over Henry? Dude, I just like man. running backs and fantasy. PTR is like, tough, man. They're like running backs are just so banged up. Like if I just. Looked- if it was a if Henry caught the ball more, and all right, he's not a PPR friendly running back. Yeah, he's not a PPR friend. He gets off some games, but he like at most he'll get you. I want to say like fifteen to twenty, maybe. Yeah. Like normally it's like he's, a, he's an average fifteen. Yeah, just running the ball. Yeah, just running the ball. But you're saying Justin Jefferson can get you eighteen to twenty five, and twenty five is not even ceiling. That's like he could just get you eighteen, probably start. Like just off of one one game, receivers are a lot more valuable to it. But I'm tempted. I'm tempted by Justin Jefferson at three, and I think that's crazy with him going into his third year. Like that's insane. Yeah, I mean the numbers he put up says like you ain't crazy. That's what I'm saying. Numbers, (laughs) the numbers, like line resume says that you're not crazy. Let's move on down to the Lions. All right, Cliff got the Lions. Yo. Honestly, this is kind of one of the most interest, interesting situations around the NFL for, like, how good can they actually look? What you got, Cliff? Man, I, I actually, based off my record prediction, it won't sound like it, but I think this team's going to be better than <laughs> than they were. Uh, I, I just I just, I just, just like what they're doing. I think they got going to have some grit and going to play hard. I think they did last year also. Um, but just running down their schedule, man, I got them at 4-13. and 13. Oh, so again, oh. I think it's a lot of these games they lose that they 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 could be right in the thick of it, but they the Lions. So they, they start the season at home versus the Eagles. L. Uh, then you then you play the Commanders at home. I got them winning that game. Um, at the Vikings, L. Home against the Seahawks. I got them winning that game. Wow. Um, too many question marks with the Seahawks. I think they're. I think the Lions are a young team, but I think they can. They can I'm just saying. Wow, oh, go ahead. Look, mostly, I'm saying wow because you had them win like two of their first four or five games. Yeah, and then you're like the next twelve weeks slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so yeah, there's a, there's a there's a stretch of a bunch of ales thrown at you. So you got the at the Pats. At the Cowboys, home against the Dolphins, home against the Packers, at the Bears, at the Giants, home against the Bills, home against the Jags. And they still won. They still won at home versus the Vikings. <laughs> Did they take an L to at the Jets? Take an L at the Panthers. Dub against the Bears at home late in the season, and then wow. L to finish the season at the Packers. They might win that against the Packers. The Packers are sitting people. Eh, I didn't. I, I, I thought about that, but I didn't take it into consideration. I just took, looked at it pound for pound. But I don't think I the think, Packers can sit with the Vikings on their ass. This nah, year. I, think, I think the four teams they beat are the Commanders, Seahawks, Vikings once, and the, and the Bears once. I just feel like that team is they're young. They're, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna like be in games. Like I mean, they beat the Vikings last year. Uh, so I mean, it's not. That was one of the games they did win. So I think that's why I don't believe in the Vikings as much. I just think you can't lose games like that. Uh, the Vikings love to give it up. Uh, yeah, that's like that. Who was your backup when y'all came into Minnesota and beat them? 
Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, yeah. Cooper Rush came into Minnesota and beat the brakes off them boys. <laughs> like, that was wild. The Vikings are a team that will, like, give they'll it give, up. They'll they give up a game. They'll give up yeah. a game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel that way about 4-13, I think, is, is reasonable. So that's kind of my, my spill on them. As far as, obviously, playoffs, that's that's not in the, that's not in their future. <laughs> they they filing for a top a top five pick again. So, hey, build Keep build that down. build that team, build them up. They might surprise me. They might steal six off the. I, th- I, I think they I think they can steal six. I'm gonna be honest. Man, okay. just, you think they can steal six? But you had the Bears as a four win team. Yeah, Come on, man. Fact. All right, at least look at, look at look at your offensive line to their offensive line. Their offensive um, line is much better. It's the lines, the lines, yeah, the lines on the lines. Yeah, and somehow with that better offensive line, they've continuously failed and underperformed. Look at the games they lost last year. They didn't get blown out, big dog. They weren't getting dragged every game. So mm-hmm. I'm saying you look they were at in a lot line. of games. You're right. Yeah, they were you in look a lot at your line. The weapons they got from the offseason, their defensive line got an improvement. Jeff Okuda is coming back healthy. Because was he injured last year or was he he came back midway? I think he came he back. He was midway. hurt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna have him. I think they make not noise, but they go towards the right like they're already building towards the right direction. They got a coach that the players like love playing for. Like I think that's a big thing. Like he says some crazy shit sometimes. <laughs> not about it. Like, caps. Yeah, we're not thinking about it. Like, as a oh. coach, like, bro, like, if he was my coach, I'd probably be, like, excited. Like, you know, like, he talks like that. Have so, y'all yeah. seen that meme that's, like, he sounds, like, Dutch from Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> they sound exactly alike in this video game uh, character. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Who do y'all think is better, Darnell Mooney or Amon Ross St. Brown? Darnell, Darnell Mooney. Bro, you smoking dust asking that question. Bro, I mean, look at the I numbers, think Saint, bro. Saint Brown. Saint Brown is God. don't sleep on Saint Brown, man. Do I not Saint sleep Saint on Saint Brown. I didn't say he was trash. I just said you think you smoking dust, thinking he's better than Darnell Mooney. He might, get, he might have better hands. <laughs> he might have better hands. Though. I don't think it's that far <laughs> off, to be honest. With wow. You, man. All right. Yeah, I'm listening. I just, I'm just <laughs> taking Darnell because you you can't teach speed like. I think they're close, like Cliff says, but I think the speed factor is definitely different. But like Cliff says, it's not like it's like. I can see Say Brown being now. Listen, I can I can see Say Brown being a slot receiver like a Hunter Renfro Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Obviously, lower tier. That 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 type of receiver, you know, get get the ball consistent, making making plays, moving the chains type of guy. So yeah. just not to reference. I mean, Cooper Cup ain't. I mean, he he rocked you up years ago. He ain't stretching okay, the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cooper Cup four years ago. That's low fair. tier. Right. Let's move on to the AFC North. I got the Bengals, so I'll I'll run it first. Look, here's what I'll say. I think the Bengals will probably go back to back within the AFC North. Like, I think top to bottom, they have the best roster in the AFC North. However, I do not see them going back to back to the Super Bowl like Kansas City did. I just think it takes way too much luck in doing that. The AFC is deeper and healthier as of now, but we never know what will happen at the end of this year. Uh, I think Chase is going to go crazy, but the triple crown Chase talk is nonsense. I just don't think it's feasible. Not with that many talented wide receivers on that roster. And like 
when we were doing our rankings, we were like, wait, Jamar Chase only caught like four passes a game last year. Like the like the yards were crazy. The touchdowns were great, but he was only catching like four balls a game. It was getting loose, bro. Yeah, you can't get close to the triple crown catching four passes a game. Mm-hmm. Even if that goes up to five or six, and six is a fifty percent increase over the like, you can't you can't get close to winning the triple crown doing that. You gotta be so, like eight. Yeah, I think it's more likely that Jamar Chase prevents a triple crown winner from being crowned this season because he has the most yards in the league than it is that he or any other person wins the triple crown. Yeah, I think it's way more likely he prevents there from being any winner just because of how explosive he is after the catch. So for sure, I have the Bengals going 12 and five, possibly 11 and six, because there's a week six game against the Saints that I honestly feel could go either way. And the Saints are a, a team that it just plays well against good teams. They really do. Uh, so I got them beating the Steelers, then the Cowboys, then the Jets, then the Dolphins. Week five, losing to the Ravens at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Week six is that Saints game. I currently have them winning it to go 12-5. and five. Seven, beat the Falcons. Eight, beat the Browns. Nine, beat the Panthers by week. Then they... Lose to the Steelers at well, it's not Heinz. What's the name of the Steelers? They changed the name of the. It's not Heinz or something crazy, weird. Yeah, uh, well, they will lose to the Steelers. Steelers are at home. I feel like they'll lose to the Titans in the revenge game with the Titans being at home. Then week thirteen, I feel like they'll also lose to Kansas City. I feel like that eleven to. 13 week area will be a downslide for them, but they'll end the season strong, beating out the Browns, losing to the Bucks, beating the Patriots on Christmas Eve, losing to the Bills, beating the Ravens week 18. And that has me putting them at 12 and 5, going, winning the AFC North. I feel like 12 and 5 wins the AFC North this year. All right. Um, do y'all, who do y'all think is going to win the AFC North this year? I agree with you. It'll be the Bengals. Yeah, I think it's the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's tough coming from you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. You say, yeah, I, I think it'll be the Bengals. With the Ravens jersey behind <laughs> right. him. He's it's like, a tough yeah. pill to swallow, but yeah. I think I just so, think they, they're, they're built really nice right now. I think the Ravens are still some pieces that need to be answered. I do think though, coming back healthy does make a difference. So like, I'm not saying they're getting to the Super Bowl. I'm saying they win the North, but they can easily get bounced in the playoffs. Yeah. I I I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I think they're like, like, like Tom said, top to bottom, best team put together overall, every aspect of the team, I think solid overall outside all those other teams in the, um, the question marks with the Browns and quarterback and young, Cute quarterback situation with Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, if the Browns, just... Browns had Watson two years ago with the team that they had prior, then that oh, they man. probably would have the best team. Yeah, like yeah Odell, they... Jarvis, you know, but yeah, Yo, not that would have been OP. That team would have been dumb, That's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, all right, let's uh, let's talk with Keith because we got his Ravens, which are probably the best team to challenge the. Bengals for supremacy this season. Where you at with them? Uh, so uh, 
before I get into the record, I'll just bring up like the different things they got going on. Uh, you know, Lamar's contracts, a big question. What kind of contract he gets? What deal should he get? I think his money, he should get fully guaranteed money that the same amount of fully guaranteed that Watson got. It should Same that, amount? Not more? That should be the base of it. It should start okay. there, like for fully guaranteed. And then his money can up at that point. But I'm saying his fully guaranteed money, that should be the base of whatever it is. And then I feel like from there, you, you can give him a three-year deal. It's like, say, you know, there's people that are like, hey, he won't last that long, whatever. I think he'll definitely last that long. But if the ball, the organization's like, ah, we don't know, then you give him a three-year deal. But then you just, I say you cut the money up where he's still getting a lot guaranteed. But obviously, he's probably in three years, they're not going to give him the Deshaun Watson deal. But say three years, three years, you give him 185 all guaranteed. You know, then, you know, that something like that or five years, whatever, you know, comes up. He deserves it. It's not no question about it. Uh, you know, I just hope, I want them to get it done before the season. 185 over three? Bro, he's That's up. like 60 plus a year all guaranteed. Bro, just the only reason we lost six Ooh. games straight that we would have won if he was playing. Yo, my heart hurts, and I'm not a Ravens you fan. Can't, you can't do three years, bro. Yeah, oh, three man. years? Yeah, at least four. At least four, yeah, man. But no way y'all going to be able to manage no, any But there's cat. people talking no. about, like, he should get a three-year deal with, you know, I'm not saying Matt Maglick. Work out the numbers however you want. But I'm saying, like, three-year deal, all of it has to be guaranteed. If you go the short end where you're like, hey, we don't think he's going to last, Fine, but all of it got to be guaranteed. And then if you you go his end where it's like five or six, then at the base it has to be the Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. And then you can play with it from from whatever you guys do from there. You know what I mean? But at the base of it, it has to be his money. And Does then it get um, done this season, it needs to because you got to think if it. it I, I'm asking I mean, your opinion. Does we it? Don't, I wanted to, but I don't know because we don't hear anything about it. It's closed knit, you know, because it's between him and his mom and uh, the Ravens. For their he said, sake, he said he ain't worried about it when the season. Yeah, started. for their so. sake, yeah, he said he's not talking. So if it's not done before game one, I would be worried because if he goes out there and has an insane year and say he wins whatever playoff games and they get to say the AOC championship game. And lose there, you'll get that three one eighty five. Dog, he getting, bro, he's getting a hey. amount of money because that's going to show you. Oh, last year if we had him, bro, we were definitely fine. So oh. I think he gets that. Uh, the, another big question is: Can we get the Ravens' uh, defense back in line to what it was? You know, we lost Wink Martindale, who I think should not have been fired at all. That's between me and God, but I think he should have still been there. I think the only thing that's weird about Wink's system, Wink at times will drop the damn defensive end or defensive tackle in the coverage. Definitely a little weird to see that sometimes. They won't be in deep coverage, but they'll drop back, and it's definitely a little weird. But the hiring of Mike McDonald, I think he has them ready to go as long as everybody's healthy. It's similar system to Wink. He's been with the Ravens organization before. He turned around the, uh, the Michigan football team. They went from, like, piss-poor ranked defense to being, like, a top-10 defense, top-12 defense, so... What's up? I did not notice that Harbaugh connection. Yeah, that's why he got the job, big dog. Yeah, no, look, you you put me on game. Yeah, so he should. I, I'm not saying he shouldn't have got the job, but I'm saying Wink shouldn't have got fired. Mm, I uh, agree. So there's that. Uh, record wise, I think they'll go 12 and five. I think it get mm-hmm. it gets tough at some points. There are some games, but I don't think we we haven't won against the Steelers in two years. It's time to beat the Steelers, big dog. That's fucking embarrassing. 
Let me stop about your shit with no quarterback. That better be the mission. Yeah, TJ Watt is in is like ungodly that dude, but Jesus, please block him. So we have him. Uh you look at I think we'll shut the Browns out. I think the Bengals will be a split this year. I don't think the Bengals get the the two and zero, but I think it'll be a split. We gotta you gotta win one game against the Steelers. Like you cannot keep getting shut out. So there's that. Um, I'm interested to see how the dudes look back coming back from injury. Marcus Peters, you know, he's never been injured coming back from an injury, a big injury at that, but I feel like he'll be fine. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to be another interesting thing. I wasn't sold on him completely when we drafted him. Not that he's bad or anything, but I just, you know, I feel like Lamar, like the he he cuts carries from a running back, you know, because he's going to run the ball too. I feel like he needs like a, a elite running back. Like it has to be. I'm not saying J.K. can't get there, but at this point, I'm saying he needed to have like be paired with Dalvin Cook or one of those insane running backs to where like, all right, you might not get that many touches, but I know you're going to get off in these amount of touches. You know, he is your so elite I, running back. I really. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, huh? He is your elite running back. Yeah, exactly, and it's crazy, bro, because it's but if you like, get him an elite dual threat running back. Like, imagine you pulling out Lamar and, like, an Eckler or a Kamara to the same side of the field. Crazy. <laughs> it's like, is it a handoff? Are they about to run a route? What, what are you doing? Like, yeah. that'd be unguardable. Because you got to think, like, I'm so sick of, like, bro, the run game revolves around him. It's so – it's ridiculous. I'm like, bro, like, he – it's not that I don't think he can keep playing like that throughout his career. You're just up in the chances of like something happened because you were right. his off. If he's not running the ball, the offense looks really super stagnant. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. they rely on him to be such a runner. And, and I'm not saying you can't have him be a runner, but it can't rely on him running the ball. Like, you uh-huh. know, that's why I'm saying you have to go get a wide out. Like you can't have just Rashad Bateman. And then in training camp, you hear about him dropping the ball or like, you know, he's young. Like he's going to drop. Like he's not just going to be some super superior number one right out the gate. Like, He's young. He's going to drop the ball. Last year, he wasn't, he was banged up. It's just, okay, it's a lot of questions. I, for y'all, huh? y'all molded, that's a tough part for y'all. Y'all are drafting projects, molding the projects, and then losing them at their height. Like Hollywood Brown was a project. And that's another thing. People, a lot of Ravens fans don't think, you know, Hollywood leaving was a big deal. Like I was just talking about with Cliff, like we were saying with the Lions and Darnell Mooney, or even before we got on the pod. You can't teach speed like the same way Tyreek Hill gets loose just because of how fast he is. Like I know Marquise Brown the year prior to last year, he used to drop the ball all the time, him and Mark Andrews, but they fixed it last year. He still has some drops, but he fixed it compared to what he was doing. I just think you can't teach that speed. Like he gets behind the defense. You know, he has to, he makes people play honest. Like you're like, all right, well if they're, if they go play action, he's going. And you know, the only dude we have left to do that, I think is Devin Duvernay who I think is going to have a big year, but he's he's not even near as fast as Marquise Brown, I don't think. So, you okay. got – it's just a lot to answer, and I just feel like, you know, they need to lock in uh, Lamar, but they also need to do right by him and not make this man feel like he has to be the 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 running back and the quarterback. That's like – that's but ridiculous. It's so – it's ridiculous. Get him so some like, help. Get him some help. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even know if Ronnie Stanton is going to come back, which is an even bigger question. Like left or left tackle, that's elite. Like, and y'all traded Orlando Brown because he y'all were like Ronnie going to be the left tackle, ain't no other option. And he was like, well, then I got to go. <laughs> Although he was saying now for the Chiefs too because he wanted that bread. Oh, so. Orlando Brown left too, so you got to think like 
We couldn't afford to pay Orlando and Stanley, which I kind of get. You also wouldn't let Orlando be a left tackle. He's exactly. Like, That's but at this all point, I be. shit, at this point, it kind of made sense if we would have fucking let him be a left tackle. Yeah. But I just think I don't regret them trading him to the Chiefs. I just regret the Ravens drafting George, not drafting George Pickens. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. They went David. He's uh, not a Ravens guy, though. I don't, like I don't all think the so. all the like character stuff that Bro. came up in his like draft eval, you know the Ravens were going to steer clear of that, and the Steelers are kind of an organization that runs towards it in a similar way to the Cowboys do, but usually when they run towards it, the guys are really quiet when they're on the Steelers. Like they right. run towards a troubled player, and that troubled player has like a spotless like record okay. while he's on the Steelers, the Cowboys run towards a trouble player and just let him wild out. Bro, <laughs> as long as he's a star on the field. You gotta you gotta think though. We passed uh Stefan Diggs who went to Maryland for Nick Boyle. I forget how many picks, a couple picks. We passed Calvin Ridley twice. Odell's sitting in free agency. Uh I don't know if he wants to be there. Bro, they need to make a move. That like you know a number one receiver is the issue in this the, offense. The Packers yeah. signed Travis Forgram this uh, today. Travis <laughs> <laughs> was balling on the Eagles for like a year and a half. Travis was Travis was going crazy. I'm hey, hey, my guy, my guy. And then everybody on the Ravens is a pass catcher besides <laughs> Mark Andrews. And you know it. That's all hey, I'm going to say. Hey, my guy from Northern Virginia, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy, that boy has a better career season than every pass catcher on the Ravens right now, besides Mark Andrews. It's it's bad because Lamar's not a type to build up a receiver that's a project. Mm-hmm. So for I mean, you guys to have though. Hollywood, ho- Holly, I in my personal Hollywood was a struggle bus. When my personal that's that's because they banked on his speed. But my my personal opinion is that I just don't think. I think he, Hollywood stressed the field and opened things up for for Mark Andrews. I think Lamar is more of a, a tight end base guy because that helps in the run game and that helps him, you know, getting underneath. Like throwing over the, throwing it deep is just like that's just that's just not that offense. Patriots too tight end. That's just not that. That's just not that. I just don't think. I personally don't think that's that offense. Just change the fucking scheme. That's the other thing I'm on. Like. It's, like they're wait, I feel like they're wasting time. Like you're seeing, like you watch the Bills. They went and got, they went and got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen's completion percentage went from fucking eh, to woo. You know why? Because if you have a receiver that can snag those 50-50 balls or just a sure-handed receiver, it makes a difference. Like I don't or just is always open. Yeah, like I don't get what, running is ridiculous. Even when he ain't open, he open. <laughs> yeah, like I don't get what people are talking about. Like Josh Allen's completion percentage didn't just jump for no motherfucking reason. Like yeah, he. He himself worked on it, but what was the big piece that came in? Diggs like, and Diggs here was the receiver. Year. Bro, what happened with Amari and and you got Dak? He helped Dak loved throwing the ball to him. Like it's you and I think the way football is today, like you need it. And the Ravens are just betting on like it's old school football. You control the clock. Their defense is gonna be crazy. And it's it's, it's a one y'all games though. It's it's work. You can't say it hasn't worked. You, I mean yeah, I mean it works, but I'm just saying, like you get in those moments where you need those receivers that can catch the ball. Like you watch, like we made fun of you Ryan Tannehill. Make a play. Two yeah. of those interceptions Ryan Tannehill threw last year bounced off people's hands. Yeah. So like 
that that's just you know. Granted, he's there were still interceptions, but they bounced off the hands of the receivers early yeah, you on. You said you was counting them against Tannehill because of the way. No, they I am Lamar. because because people counted them against Lamar when Lamar that first playoff game. I watched everybody draw the ball. All right, let, let, let's keep it moving. We got Cliff rocking with the Browns. We kind of already talked about the whole Watson suspension and whatnot. So where do you got the Browns at this year with a lot of drama and like also Kareem Hunt asking to be <laughs> traded <laughs> on the backside of all the drama? I think I think with all the drama, it does, it, it, it's going to make this season rough. It's going to make this like a bridge season for them. I don't think they're they could be a wild card team, but it's I, I don't I don't see it. I got them I got them at eight and nine. I got them at a, a you know mid range start of the season at the Panthers. I think Baker comes in with with vengeance in his heart and they get a dub. So I think the Browns lose that one without Deshaun Watson, of course. Um, so these first six without Deshaun Watson, presuming presuming that he's going to be suspended, um, home against the Jets, they win that one. Home against the Steelers, I think they lose that one. Um, at the Falcons, dub, and then home against the Chargers and Patriots, I think they lose both of those. Those are solid teams. I don't think you win with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I like Brissett, man. I, I I do too, but I just uh, uh, he's not Deshaun Watson, and and honestly, we don't even know who Deshaun we don't even know who Deshaun Watson is because we haven't seen the man play in a whole year, so. Um, That's a fact. He got at, and then and then I just thought about just to pause for a second. If he gets suspended for a whole year, this man they pay, made this man the highest paid player in NFL history. And if he ends up suspended for two, if he ends up not playing football for two full seasons, like I don't know what player is gonna you're gonna get when he comes back. You don't know what I, I feel like you don't know what player you're gonna get when the game the game changes for you if we're not playing when you're not playing it. Um. So after the suspension, six games, first game at the Ravens, I think they lose that one. Then they're home against the Bengals. I think they lose that one. Uh, I think they, they're going to finish their season pretty strong, but I think this the suspension kind of shakes things up. Get a dub at the Dolphins. Uh, L at the Bills. L at home versus the Bucks. Then they beat the Texans at home. Or at the Texans, they win at home. Uh, at the Texans, they lose at the Bengals. I think they lose both their games to the Bengals this year, um, solely because I think the Bengals just did a lot to fine tune that offensive line, and I just don't think they got. I just think they're going to be a better team overall. Uh, oh. Say no. what? I said that suspension stuff. Like I didn't. I mean, it, it does. It, it makes it makes things like this man hasn't played. Go, Going on playing a real game, it can I mean, be it's, it's like, tough, well deserved, but like it yeah, oh, I, I agree, I agree about this. I, I think it should definitely be more than six games. You know, I, that's that's personally how I feel, and I think it's going to affect I, them I as a team. Working from seventeen down, and that's why they're trying to settle. It's, yeah, but, it's not a thing. Yeah. It's, it's super one dimensional because if you send Jacoby Percet out there, teams are like, and, and if you trade Kareem Hunt, not saying they will, but imagine they do. Teams are gonna be like, oh, bitch, we know you're gonna give the ball to Nick Tubb. Granted, Nick Tubb is ungodly. They're gonna be like, yeah, oh, and they got that other dude that went off last year, third Darren straight Johnson. back from uh, yeah, Darren yeah. Johnson. Yeah, like, that's probably why if they can get value for cut, it makes sense. And they drafted a, a young buck too, Jerome Ford. Mm-hmm. But if so you I trade, think they got backs. 
if you trade Hunt though, you gotta think teams are gonna be like, all right, we're gonna let we're gonna see Amari Cooper, we're gonna make him beat us and we're gonna make Jacoby Percet throw the ball. And Amari yes. Cooper against you need Kareem Hunt. Double, those double secondary, against those you, secondaries, you need Kareem Hunt. You need yeah, Kareem he's not getting loose like that against those secondaries. Like no. against Baltimore, since he's gonna throw Jesse Bates, and then uh, I forget uh, what's his face, Eli Apple. No, not Eli no, Apple. Bay Yeah, they're gonna throw him at him, and you're gonna be sitting there like, well, damn. And Amari Cooper is a great route runner, but there's times where he just disappears. Like he'll be there in the times, and then just, firsthand. Yeah, so if he does the disappearing act. On Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby's fucked. <laughs> you you hundred percent right. He's so, fucked. like I said, I think they're gonna lose that. I think at the end of the season they'll finish the season with four dubs. So, at home versus the Ravens, at home versus the Saints, at home versus the Commanders, and then final game on the road at the Steelers. I just think they got a good home stretch there. Um, two games I know for sure they should win to the Saints and Commanders, and then the Ravens Browns. I think. I just got them splitting them really. Um, second part of the season. I think late. I think late. Once Deshaun comes back, I think they'll kind of be more to form. That's what I'm. And and they're getting a, a nice home stretch at the end there. So that's kind of how I feel about about them eight and nine. I think that's a fair record for. Again, assuming it's only six games. Okay. Facts. All right. So then we got Sam who has the Steelers and the Steelers are always interesting because Tomlin doesn't lose like winning seasons or even the best. Right. So I, Big Ben's finally gone and everybody's been saying Big Ben has been holding this Steelers team back for years. I feel like that's been like a constant talk. They so, said that shit and didn't get a quarterback. I get that shit when Look, you get they a drafted one. And they, they got a quarterback. They <laughs> Your position is labeled quarterback. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like they drafted one and they signed one. Yeah, uh, two of them. And look, I think Mr. Trubisky gets a bad rap, so I'm just going to put that out there now. We can't say all the things we said about Matt Nagy and Fields' year about just being absolutely atrocious, terrible scheme, not doing anything to help his quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, and then still be like everything was Mitch's fault and he is dookie. Like, we got to pick. I, I, I just want to – we got to pick. We got to no, pick. I don't think it's, you know, all 100% Mitch's fault. But I think if you look at it, who Mitch went ahead of in that draft, that's why Mitch gets so much flack. Bad. You can yes. say, I'm, Bad. I'm yes. not saying it's like Daniel it's Jones all over again. But Bad. you look at that draft, you're like, yo, what? Like, I agree. But 14 people went before Patrick Mahomes. I just want to say that. <laughs> 14 of them went before Patrick Mahomes. But so it wasn't just you, us. Know, you know what's crazy though? The Pat Mahomes thing, his how he played in college, that was like the blueprint to still how he plays now. Like people were said, like his scouting report is it's probably still damn near close to the same it was in college. Yeah, I just think it helps when you like have an offensive minded person like Andy Reid that's gonna sit with you, it's work all about out the rough edges, and then like create things that take advantage of those raw skills and abilities. So Sam has this situation yeah. where you get drafted yeah. is, is huge. Like somebody else could have ruined Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt Nagy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine it? You got Mahomes in the basement. What are you talking about, Mahomes? And then he ended up like Mr. Biscuit because Matt Nagy was bad. Like, yeah, come on. Anything. Insane, yeah. Anything can happen. So yeah. Sam, where are we at with the Steelers, my guy? So I agree with you that I think 
Mitch Trubisky and just the Steelers offense in general command this season is a bit underrated. Um, I don't think they'll be great. I got them going seven and 10, but I got them being competitive in a lot of these games, but I'll go through the record and, and just give my, th- or go through the schedule and give my thoughts about it. Week one against the Bengals. I think they'll lose week two against the Patriots. I think they'll lose um, week three against the Browns. I think they'll win week four against the Jets. I think they'll win week five. Um, they play the Buffalo bills. I got them losing. Is they beat them last year. Well, I got them losing this year. <laughs> um, then against the Buccaneers, week six, I got them losing. Week seven at the Dolphins, I got them winning. I think one thing that is always going to be true, even with questionable offense, is defense is always going to be solid with Pittsburgh and the ability to – Fuck with Tua, I think will definitely be there. Um, so I see that as a win. I think they'll lose against the Eagles in the next week, week eight, and then they have their bye. Um, I have them beating the Saints uh, week 10, losing to the Bengals week 11. So I think they'll lose both games to the Bengals this year. Losing to the Colts week 12. Um I just think that's one that the Colts could possibly get on them. Um, and one thing that I have just as a question mark down the stretch is I, I'm we're pretty confident Trubisky is going to be the quarterback to start the year, but I don't know if they're going to shift to rookie or just let him ride the whole year. So some of these games down the stretch that I think they could win, like against the Colts change when you have a rookie quarterback. Against the Falcons, week 13, I think they win. Against the Ravens, at home, at Pittsburgh, week 14, I think they win. Week 15 against the Panthers, at the Panthers, they win. And then I have them losing their last three games. Raiders, week 16, uh, at the Ravens, week 17, and Browns, week 18. I think they're beating the Raiders. And the, Ravens. the Raiders and the Ravens. You think I mean, they're going to sweep the Ravens again? They say they don't beat, time they beat the Ravens. Yeah, I'm telling you, they play them <laughs> twice a year. I'm a Ravens fan, telling you, it's possible. Yeah, I think the Ravens will get one this year. Yeah, I think this year is the year y'all get one. But I just think that question, that, that those questions are at quarterback. They need okay, to. I got. I just don't. I like this. That would be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett as his quarterback. Yeah, but he had Mason Rudolph and went eight, eight, eight and eight. Yeah, but now there's a, an extra week, so you got an extra week to lose. They may. Have- <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, man. Yeah, yeah I'm just point. saying, like, I feel like if they start the season as bad as you say, Kenneth Pickett starts playing way earlier. Like, if Mitch is just getting his shit rocked like that. Yeah, I have them two and four to start yeah, that the season. So at, that, at that point, they would yeah. probably switch yeah. it up. Yeah, I just, I just don't see Tomlin sitting there and taking it. He's not built for it. He's yeah. going to do everything he can to, to reconcile that. And but, then, I mean, with if Pickett starts playing, I mean, I think there's a bunch of good development that can start happening. But is he going to close close games like? In a in a like one touchdown game against Lamar, even though 
the Steelers have historically had the upper edge. If it's Kenny Pickett versus Lamar, I think I I would probably take the Ravens. In yeah, a, but that's like never how the Steelers situation. play. It's like we ran the ball, we put some points on the board, and now our defense. I think Najee is going Harris to have to make the play. Najee Harris is probably going to have some ungodly fucking year this year. He's going to have yeah. the most carries by any running back if he stays healthy. Those I just With there's no way of four yards per carry though. I mean, if he doesn't, it doesn't uh, And the dump-offs, like, I don't think they're going to eliminate the dump-off passes to Najee He Harris might have the most touches. That's another really yeah. valuable player in fantasy outside of yeah. the question marks with the quarterback. Because he had, like, 60-plus catches last year. He yeah. had, like, 14 in one game. Yeah. TJ Watt, can he go back-to-back DPOI? He definitely could. I definitely yeah. think he can. That dude is just out of this fucking world. And, like... Seemingly continues to get better, which is crazy, especially at like a position where there's so much wear and tear. You would think that at some point a drop off would stop, would start happening. But until I see it, I'm not ready to say he can't just win that shit again. Man robbed him too. Should have been right. 99. Okay. Oh, oh. TJ. Oh. Yeah. They robbed him. Miles Garrett was ranked higher. They ain't robbing him. I just played. He was beating the fuck out of me off the edge. Okay. Like, if, 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 yeah, how you how you the defensive player of the year and another player has a higher defensive rating? Who you had more the most sacks than? Like, I don't I don't know. That's why he I almost got straight because, hands record. And he missed games. Yeah, Bro, TJ, TJ missed like two or three. I don't even know yeah. how many he missed. But that's the difference though. Miles plays just the edge. TJ drops in the covers because he's a linebacker. Right. So I, I feel like that's another thing people don't account for. Like, yes, there you do have the defenses where the linebacker, the linebacker just plays the edge, but you have different combinations where they're playing zone where he has to drop in the coverage. He's primarily, though, a rusher though, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the AFC North. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. All right, it's the final segment we got is we are bringing back the Ballers Bouquet. It's the final segment, the heart of the show, where too often media only focuses on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never give them their credit where credit is due. Here we try to make a change. This week's Ballers Bouquet is going to Russell Wilson and his wife, Sierra. The couple is teaming up with a Colorado healthcare company named Centura Health to empower nonprofits that are focused on underdeserved minority communities. The Wilsons have donated and pledged half a million dollars annually through their Why Not You Foundation to these nonprofits. And the first nonprofit that they gave the money to was called College Track. And they gave them a hundred thousand dollars. College Track is a nonprofit that has about five hundred and fifty students of color in the Denver area, and focuses on helping those students earn their bachelor's degrees. They have mentoring, social and emotional support, internships, financial resources such as scholarships and training, among other things. They're a full service organization that does everything they can to make sure over 500 students can graduate and get their BAs and they've received a hundred thousand dollars as being the first nonprofit that Russell Wilson and Sierra have given to. So that's who gets this week's ballers bouquet, just another athlete making sure that they impact a good cause wherever they're at. And it was a good way to welcome himself to the Denver community. Let's rock. 
Let's run. Let's run. Let's run. Let's run. Nation. All right, y'all. That's it for this episode. Uh, anybody got anything they want to share? Yeah, holla at me on the game, bro. I'll play you real quick, Cliff. What's up, man? I'm on it. We can do a head ahead. Yeah, let's do one. I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I got time. I'll play one. I bet. We appreciate everybody for listening. We will be going live from here on out. Everybody that popped through during the live or listen afterwards, we really appreciate you all. And we will catch you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. The fly route pod, the fly route pod, the fly route pod, the fly route pod.